This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns. I am Sean and with me as always is Jake. Thank you. And what we have right now is a bit of a unique situation. I have not bought a gun in, I want to say, well, your gun was the last gun I bought. So early, okay. like in August, uh, this will come out probably around uh, the beginning of September. Um, I bought your Black Aces in what? Early March or early Oct- uh, August? Yeah, that or late July, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, the same, somewhere, but, yeah. somewhere around there. That was the last gun I bought. Uh, that's unusual for me. That's unusual. It's been almost 30 days since I've purchased a firearm. Well, I'm finding that it's somewhat beneficial to not only get work at the store and get paid in store credit, but also be buying things at wholesale. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I took the uh, what what I got for selling you the Black Aces, and um, I decided that I was sick of the tiny little revolver that um, made my hand hurt every time I pulled the trigger. Sure. Uh, so I traded that in and took the other cash, and I bought myself a Ruger 357. Okay. Um, co- <laughs> few questions. Sure. <laughs> One. I thought the money for the Black Aces was because you had a Henry coming. No, I'd already figured that one out. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So we have, we figured that out. And didn't you have another rifle coming? No. Not effectively. Okay. No, there was ones I was looking for, but none that I had actually found. All right. So after you got in that particular crisis over, you're like, ah, I have a surplus. Exactly. I must buy guns. Exactly. So the 357 that you bought, what? Yeah, it's a it's a Ruger SP 101. It's um, stainless steel, uh, pretty. And the, what kind of got me on it was the grip is just awesome. Now at the same time, I haven't had a chance to shoot it yet, but it is a whole lot heavier than 38 Special Ultra Light that I had before. Oh yeah, dumb enough to buy. Yeah, and so, so those 38 Special Ultras, those they're awful chattery. Um, uh, uh, I, it, you've seen the joke, the uh, jokes where people pull the trigger and almost hit themselves in the forehead yeah. from the recoil. Yeah, I, I did that because I was not braced even remotely close to well enough <laughs> because I'm sitting here thinking, oh, it's just a little 38. What's the big deal? Boom. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. I've been wrong before. It'll it'll happen again. Yeah. Yeah, and that that particular combo, like a lot of people don't really get. Thirty eight's got a lot of powder on. Thirty eight special got a lot of powder behind it. Yes. And when you have a very light frame and a very small gun, with a thirty eight special coming out of it, it tends to buck a little bit. And uh, you, you you could say that. Yeah. Even even everybody else who was who was with us that day tried to pull the trigger on that one and went, yeah, I, ooh, I don't like that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of bounce. It's got a lot of bounce to it. I, I've tried to shoot a couple, because I love thirty eight Special. I really do. I love the round. I love revolvers. I I think it's great. 
But you, for me anyway, I kind of like the heavy ones better because it's they don't bounce near as much. Um, even like I don't even do the snub nose because I love the way the snub nose look. It looks like an old like '80s detective series, you know. Uh huh. And I can't shoot them, <laughs> you know. I just I can't. And you get that little one and a half or one inch barrel or something like that. It it's not enough for me. It's not enough barrel. It's not enough weight, and I wind up being absolutely terrible with it. Yeah, the the one I bought has a two and a half inch barrel, so it's still not long, but it's not completely snubbed. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the ones I shoot better are the ones like four or five inch barrel with like the bull big bull barrel, you know, yep. the weight in front of them, and they're pretty yep. stable. They don't have any really kind of bounce issues. They're very reliable. Very like my my brother's Taurus. Um, you know, it's got a slab sided bull nose or bull barrel, <laughs> big big fat barrel hanging out of there. It doesn't move at all. You put thirty eights through it, it's just like boom. And some of the some of those Tauruses like that are even have compensated barrels. Oh man, they're so good. My brother's does, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's great. And I'm like, man, this is the way to shoot a pistol. <laughs> this, this is great. <laughs> I love. It's not exactly concealed because the thing weighs like a couple pounds and it's this huge hog and everything. But it looks great and it shoots oh, no, no, no. better. Well, I'm sure if you're open carry that in Texas, you'll make friends. But if you try oh to yeah, concealed carry it, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, and that's true. You can open carry here. Um, there's a lot of that going on right now. Uh, but well, I mean, yeah, think about it. Yeah. Of course there's a lot of open carry going on right for, now. People are, saying, people are trying to say, leave me alone. It was great. My, I realized I'm at the right company, right? Cause my, my boss, uh, came in one day and, and he's like, Hey man, let's, let's go to the gun store. Uh, he's like, let's take a long lunch, go to the gun store. I'm like, you're not scaring me. Let's go. <laughs> and because uh, he's a yeah, I've never yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we went to this gun store, and, and it was nice and everything. And and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, uh, for for everyone who comes into the office, and of course, uh, like many companies now, uh, we have a lot of people who work from home and distance office and all that kind of stuff. But we have some yep. people who are quote unquote key, which is basically the people who do the work, who still have to go into the office. I am one of those. And uh, he's like, so for everybody who's coming in, I'm getting everybody an ankle holster. Oh, that was nice of him. And I'm like, dude, that's super nice. He's like, yeah, you know, I figured we need to, you know, uh, make sure that we're protected and make sure we're okay and all that kind of thing. And and my daughter is is in um, a a branch of the service that that requires these and all that kind of stuff. So. She's uh she's got this great one and she's recommended it and we're just gonna go in and order one for everybody. And I'm like, dude, that's super cool, you know. So that's what we did. Once again, that's not happened to me before. <laughs> and you know, it comes in and we go back in for a fitting. And it didn't work out quite right and everything. And the guy's like, yeah. You know, I'm not really used to working with these materials because they're newer kind of stuff. They're kind of hybrid holsters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they do some really cool stuff. And he's like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you over to this other shop. And this other shop specializes in fitting out the cops in okay. the local area. And we're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah, it's probably going to be a guy who's used to doing this. So we go into this shop. We've never been there before. And uh, we walk in with me, his daughter, her firearms instructor uh, from the Secret Service, and 
a guy we were trying to help buy guns. And we walk into this place, and it's full. I mean, there must be 20 other people in there. Every one of them are open carrying, and all of them have a badge on their hip or their chest. Right? <laughs> and we're you like, have come to the right place. This may be the safest gun store in America right now. <laughs> like, everybody's got big steel on their. <laughs> like, nothing small. Uh, there wasn't a 380 to be had. You know, there was like 357s and 44s and 9s and 10s and 45s. I mean, like, it's all over everywhere, right? <laughs> and the higher up the officer was, the more ornate the gun was, right? Of course. Of course, because the, there was a captain running around in there. I mean, and he, he he was cool. He had the, the ostrich quill boots and the jeans and the big western belt and a big chrome 40, 45, 1911 on his hip and the mirror shades with the mirror probably on both sides. You know, like he was just <laughs> a good old boy. Sheriff Buford yeah. T. Justice. Oh, man, he was fit, too. He was probably 6'4 and looked like he could bench press my car. Um, It just had the biggest, slowest draw. How y'all doing today? You know, <laughs> I'm like, I am fine, Captain. <laughs> you know, I know what those are on your shoulder. I um, am good, sir. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so we go up to the gun counter and, of course, they're taking numbers and it's real slow. I mean, there's probably 10 people and they're just said, take a number. There were our numbers like 13. They're on two. And after about 10, 15 minutes, they call three. It's like we're going to be here a while. Yep. And uh, it was funny because I walk up to the counter, and of course, this is a different shop than many other places, right? I walk up, and I sent Jake a picture at the time because I just, I just had to start laughing. There is a counter, and I'm not kidding, a counter full of used Glocks. Like, full, full. Like, used well, to be and, before the pandemic, full of used and, Glocks. And, and the worst part about it is, is now that I'm thinking about it, since I didn't realize that this was a law enforcement place uh they're probably all leo trade-ins yep yep every one of them yeah and <laughs> and it's like wow that is a lot of glocks how the hell do you all have all these glocks he's like well you know our, our clientele is is largely officers of the law and and swat and you know some other people some people you know in the secret service and and other people like that just buying guns and there's like, there's ammunition, like ammunition, ammunition, all, all sizes. You know, they had double op buck. They had nine millimeter. They had 380, like, like boxes of it that you well, could buy. It, and that's being said, that's because places that serve law enforcement are actually getting priority when that stuff's being shipped out. Right. So they're like, eh, limit two boxes per, per caliber, but you can have whatever you want. You know, and I'm like, can I have these blue tip? No. No. <laughs> How about this double tap? No. No, 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 no. And I'm like, Shannon, you know, because she still got all her licenses. And I'm like, <laughs> what if my wife's in law enforcement? And she's like, yeah, bring it down here. She can have it. <laughs> So I drag poor Shannon down the following weekend. I'm like, I want two of those, and I want two of those, and I want two of those, and I want those. And she's like, Yeah, whatever, you know. And they 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 look at me. They're like, You don't look like no cop, you know. And I, I just point a double finger over to her. I'm like, That's who you want right there. You know? They're like, 
Oh, God. You got your commission license? She goes, here you go. <laughs> they rang it up, but I'm just like, hee, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> I got combination loads. You know? <laughs> I got police combination loads. Uh, but it was just amazing. They probably had like 50 Glocks in 9mm. Yeah. You know, of, yeah. of varying different generation, though. I mean, it wasn't like, um, you know, all 5th gen or all 4th gen. I mean, they had some 2nd gen, some 3rd gens, which 3rd gen is probably my favorite. Um, they had some 4th and 5ths and stuff like that, but not... And some 1st gen. I mean, but most of them were full frame, you know, yep. like the the big ones, right? Like you'd have in a service weapon. Yeah. Right. They weren't like the compact many, stuff that not, I like. Not not many Glock 19s. You're probably looking at primarily Glock 17s and 34s. There were some 19s there. I'll be honest. There were like three yeah. or four of them, but they were older. They had some wear on them. Not that that's a big deal, but no. they had some wear on them. Uh, they uh, I I tested. All of them ran fine. Not a damn one of them had a problem. Uh, so I mean, I took and blew like two boxes worth. Uh, back behind the the little range there, and pff, it was fine. You know, oh, yeah. not a one of them had an issue. Um, they were looser than, and they had holster wear, all of them. You know, which is expected because these were service weapons. It, and it all depends on on what it is that you're looking for. I mean, a service weapon is typically, not always, typically very well cared for. Um, they're usually very clean, uh, and you know. So they've got a little bit of visual wear on them. If you're got, if you're just looking for something that is uh, of a discount because it's it's uh, previously used, that's a great way to go. There were I'm not gonna lie. There were nine millimeter Glocks that were sub three hundred dollars. Exactly. And fired fine. Yeah. And I'm like, crap. I don't happen to like Glocks, but these are great guns for a good price. Especially yeah. right now, and, oh, and 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 that's because everything is going at a premium at the moment. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, uh, English. Um, the Beretta that you told me that I was probably going to get rid of at some point. Yeah. Well, I did, and <laughs> and I got real close to retail for it. Yeah, that does not surprise me, to be honest. And, 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 and without any trouble either, or not even without anybody looking at me going, dude, you're gouging, being a dick. No, it was kind of like, oh, that's what you want? Done. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. So, I mean, it's fine. Well, you know, it also led me to purchase something else. You know, I laughed my ass off because I got this picture because Jake and I trade pictures a lot. Uh, well, the the, there's a story stuff. as to how I got to this particular one, though. And I just laughed and laughed. I'm like, oh, no, Jake, tell me you didn't pay retail for that. And then, you know, I read oh, the text not. again, and I'm like, not. okay, he, he did it with store credit. But I and, just and, had and to and laugh. At, and at wholesale. Yeah. No, because the price tag on it was not, um, as for retail, was not even something remotely close to what I could have afforded. Oh, no, it probably started with five or six. Uh, Keep going. Really? Is that what they're going uh -huh. for now? Uh huh. Wow, seven? Nope. Keep going. Nine? Nah. Uh, okay. It, 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 the, the basic retail on it was eight fifty. Wow, that's too. That's more than I'd ever pay for one of those. It's a nice uh -huh. gun. Don't get me wrong. Oh, oh, they they sold. But I'll take a step back. And what I I decided I needed and wanted another three eighty. It's um, good round. Kind of have different uh, things like like the next thing I'll be looking for is as far as a handgun concern concern is another forty five of some fashion form. 
Sure. Um, but uh, so I started with a 380, and what I had been looking for was a Bursa. Bursa Thunder. You know, it's good gun. popular, good gun. And because the, the one thing I didn't want is I didn't want a little bitty pocket gun. I wanted something with a little bit of weight to it, yep. et cetera. I, I wanted something that was more it, a single stack was fine. It didn't need to have to be as big as a, you know, compact uh, nine millimeter, just something with a little bit more size to it. Sure. Um, but I couldn't find the verses. They're gone. Yeah, it's really difficult to find a bursa right now. It really is. And so what had been in the case staring at me, we had a couple of them, and they've all sold, even at that price, was the Walther PPKS. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> and I kept sitting there looking and kept sitting there looking, and I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, and I had store credit, and I kept getting more. And finally, I asked the the boss what the uh, wholesale on one of those was and went, holy shit, I've actually got enough store credit for that. Oh, no. <laughs> so I bought myself a Walder PPKS. That is, it's, a, uh, it looks great. You sent me the picture of it. It looks amazing. It, it's it's the one with, it's got the stainless steel slide with the black frame. I don't normally like two tones as much in, in some of those, but my God, that is a handsome looking firearm. Well, I mean, I had two choices. Uh, I either had the, none of them were all single color. If I'd had really like, like what I exactly wanted, it would have been the all black one. Uh, but I had a choice between stainless steel slide and black frame or black slide and stainless steel frame. Oh, no, you definitely picked the right. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Yeah, you definitely picked it, because if you want it, if you're going to get it, the blonde blonde slide is what you want, right? The the light slide, especially if it's stainless and not that silver stuff, right? Like, Shannon is a big fan of two-tone. She loves the silver on top and black on bottom. Every Walther she's ever gotten is that way, and she loves it. That's that's just her style. That's what she likes because yeah. it doesn't look boring, right? Um, in her quote unquote boring, which is black. Like she carried a Glock, uh, 19C, for ten years, and she just she hated it. And and I get it. You know, it was hard to deal with for her and everything. But one of the things she associates with it is all black automatics are just boring. She doesn't like that. She wants something with a little bit of flair. Not bling, but a little bit of flair. And that's why she likes the, okay. the, the, the two-tone stuff. I showed her your picture. She's like, oh, that's sexy. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> she goes, it's a Walther, too, isn't it? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, good man. <laughs> you know? she's, a, she's a Walther girl for sure. Uh, he, yeah, No, I've been looking at people, and, and I've actually succeeded once or twice in the process of uh, working the story. And uh, I've actually been lucky enough that uh, my normal day job has not gotten busy enough yet that I haven't had time to go work in the store. Sure. Um, so I've been having fun doing both. Um, and there's been – so every time somebody starts coming and looking, and I looked at that price tag at 850 and went, holy shit, nobody's going to buy one of these. But there's a couple of times it's happened where somebody started looking at different firearms and different firearms, and finally I just slid down the end of the counter, pulled one out, and went, you could be James Bond. <laughs> and it, that works, though. And it did. And and the other thing I kept I figured out, and it, it's just a normal sales trade on most types of things, is it's kind of like the car salesman who wants you to sit in the driver's seat. You know, I keep putting them back in somebody's hand. 
here. No, 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 feel, no, no, feel. The, oh, feel the double action trigger on that. You, you see, that's really good. You know, right? <laughs> Finally, somebody goes, "Well, how much is? Uh, oh, wow, that's kind of expensive." Yeah, I know, but it's James Bond. It's good enough for the British Secret Service. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, and, and the worst part about it is that actually, as far as the different triggers go, the single action trigger, if you breathe on it, it's going off. Yeah. And the double action trigger was actually amazingly smooth. Yeah, they're they're actually pretty pretty well machined. I mean, they're better. I'll, I'll say that they're better quality than the verses. They just are. Okay, they well, they and, are. And, and, and not only that, the one I found I found out later that the one I shot and didn't like was one of the ones that Smith and Wesson made that were crap. Yeah. 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 If you get Walther from Germany, yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty good weapon. I mean it really is. I mean the bursts are our clone, basically. Yep. And they're good. They're a good clone. I have to do the ramp mod on mine because I'm starting to get uh yep. the the ammunition loading yep. stuff. Sticks. Yeah, you just just have to polish the feed, polish the feed ramp. You'll be good. Yeah, you got to polish the feed ramp, and and it should be fine. And I need to do that. I haven't because it's again, see the aforementioned 110 in Texas right now. <laughs> um, it just makes you not want to do anything outside, whether it's in the garage or outside or shoot. Like you don't want to do anything. So I've I've really like I've got a, a my Remington Sportsman taking apart in like 100 different pieces back here, and I just have not put it back together because it's just like ugh. Because I don't want to go test it and shoot it, right? Because <laughs> it's too hot. Um, but um, it's just the the PPK is just such a nice. I mean, it's expensive. It's twice as expensive as the Bursa. Oh, no, no, actually, more than that at this point. Yeah, three times as expensive. Although uh, yeah. the Bursas, if you can find one, are probably more expensive than they used to be too. Uh, it, they are. Because I even looked at some, some used ones on Gun Broker here and there, and just kind of went, eh, I don't think so. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, uh, that's expensive, you know, because you can't get, like, especially like the one I got where it's, you know, the gold and the black and, and all that kind of thing. It's, that was, you know, like 300 bucks or 280 or something like that when... But, but when you're seeing things on Gunbroker go for five 600 bucks at that point. Yeah, you're like, like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. And, um, it, and it's unfortunate that with the way the situation is in the world right now, people are paying for it. If I didn't think, if I thought I'd be able to get another one sometime and the prices would come down anytime soon, I'd sell it and just take the cash. But I'm pretty sure I'll never see that freaking gun again if I let it go. Uh, it, it will. It, you're probably looking at about a year. Yeah. And knowing my luck, I won't want to pay the whatever it is to get it again. You know what I mean? So I'm probably just going to polish the feed ramp and put it back in the drawer and, and call it. Cause I, it's, it's so crazy right now. Like the, the, what people are getting and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the, well, I mean, even then, you know, and you saw it to some extent, the last time you went to a gun show, what people are getting for not a hunting shotgun, something with a 20 to 30 inch barrel, but a shotgun for personal defense that, that is 18 and a half inch barrel, what people are getting for them is staggering. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's oh, and, a lot. And, and, not, and not only that, you saw the email that I sent you. What's also staggering is the prices that are going on ammunition. That is not surprising to me. 
It's really not. Um, now, well, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I guess the best way to put it is a guy who spent years buying nine millimeter because it was cheap to get an email saying we have nine millimeter in stock and find out that basically the price they want for it is over a dollar ten around. Yeah, that's like, dude, that's messed up. Well, three eighty was three eighty at the same website was closer to a dollar fifty around. Yeah, yeah, and if you don't want it, okay, somebody else will. Oh, oh yeah. Well, because there's somebody, you know, the reason why I'm not dying for it is because I have a ton of ammo. I'm not, I don't have a ton of ammo that I'm really willing to go off and fire a whole bunch of it off, but because I don't know if and when I could replenish it, but I've got enough in my house that I feel remotely safe. But you've got some uh, yeah. people who are buying their first firearm who've got a box of 50 rounds that came with, that they bought with the gun because that's all the store could sell them. And yeah, they're willing to pay that for it. I have gone back to that gun shop that services the cops every week for like four weeks and bought a hundred rounds of ammo. Um, yeah. Every week, just cause I can't. And they're at the prices they used to be like 13 bucks a box, you know? And, and even then we're like, for example, at the store, our prices have gone up, but they've gone up because the, uh, the cost on it has gone up. We actually haven't changed our markup and that actually has made us, quite popular oh sure uh, but at the same time we depending on what um caliber you're looking for either a we will sell you one box or b we won't sell you one box unless you are buying a firearm in which case we will sell you one box so that you don't go home with a club yeah yeah uh i, I well i mean i can see that i can't i can see that and it's and it's trying to be fair and trying to to get it because they're well, but but the retailers are in a position where they're being told by the manufacturers and the wholesalers that we don't know when or if we're going to be able to get more. Yeah, because guess where all the brass and all the machining and all that kind of stuff comes from? South America. Yeah, yeah, and they're not as forthcoming on that stuff. I mean, they've got all kinds of issues down there that are not conducive to making ammunition. Uh, so it's, it's difficult that because we don't have any of our own production here anymore. We don't make brass. We don't make like the, uh, the last couple of boxes of stuff I'm getting. And this is hysterical, right? It used to be back in the day, brass was so much cheaper than aluminum cased shells. So much cheaper. Oh yeah. But I mean, cause aluminum cased shells were almost like three, four bucks a box more, right? Yeah. Well, now, guess what America can do? We have aluminum recycling. We have aluminum presses. We have aluminum facilities in the United States. So what I'm seeing on the shelves, or at least around here in Texas, is all aluminum-cased rounds. Yeah, we're starting to see more and more of that here. Um, you know, even some, uh, not well, not as much, but some steel case here and there. As yeah, well. you see some of that, too. Um, uh, I'm seeing a lot of aluminum. A lot of aluminum, because it, I mean, on any grand scheme of things, it doesn't freaking matter, you know, I mean, it's just the shell casing, but. Well, it, true, but depending on what it is that you're shooting and where and how and why, first of all, sometimes the aluminum and the steel will take a whole lot more cleaning to your firearm when you're done. Um, the other thing is, is that sometimes they don't feed quite as well. Okay, in autoloaders, that is true. Um, now, the stuff I'm buying is like revolver yeah, ammunition. No, no, different, different story altogether. Yeah, different story for that. Um, I did get some nine millimeter, uh, uh, 
you know, nine by nineteen, um, in aluminum. And I, yeah. I've yet to feed it through anything, but I mean, I I doubt it's going to make a difference in Shannon's Walther, but um, probably not. Probably, yeah, probably not. What I did get is is uh, several several boxes of, of like good old nine pellet double op buck. Yep. Right, which is tough to find right now. Oh yeah. Uh, I I mean, I probably have close to 120 rounds of it now, which is in shotgun ammunition. That's a lot. Yes. Because uh, they come in boxes of five, for those of you who don't know. Um, so I've gotten quite a few. Uh, so and it and they're they're at pre-pandemic prices, so like three fifty a box, and I'm like, this is fantastic, <laughs> you know, this is this uh-huh. is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so they finally like after the sixth week in a row, I came and bought the limit. They're like, okay, we're gonna cut you off, man. You can't come back till September. <laughs> it's like not for this, you know. It's, it's like I get what you're doing. It's fine. We're not mad or anything like that. But come on. And I'm like, okay, you know. Um, they did give me a coupon for for or like a, a voucher for like I get a discount now that I've laid off. But you, you you've got your coupon. I did get my coupon. Um, it's it's good stuff. Because uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh man, I'm like you're turning away business, and they're like, okay, we get it, we get it, we get it. But uh, but see, okay. and they, that's the other thing is they're not turning away. No, they're not business. I like, tried to make a play for it. They're sell. like, dude. That's bullshit. You know it's not. You know you know we're gonna sell it. Uh, and of course the 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 double tap stuff was was heavily regulated. I mean you can only buy two hundred rounds per month. Period of any double okay. tap. You know, because uh, that's the police load mixed yeah. stuff, right? And it's like mm, no, no. There's nobody who needs more of that. They, they, like what are you starting a militia? No, you get two hundred rounds a month. Look, got it, got it. Okay, okay. Uh, but I mean there is tons of of pricing that you have never seen before with some of these firearms uh i told somebody now here's a funny story the black aces you gave me right or sold me whatever Um, i was gonna say i didn't exactly give no but but kind (laughs) of you know it it was you could have gotten more for it to be honest um but it got here i was super excited and everything so the first thing i do is go to take that thing apart now have you ever taken that thing down I can't remember. I told I told you all I did was take the barrel off. Oh my god! It is a, <laughs> now I see why there's no videos of this online. Uh, oh, and, and even then, I I sent the email to try to get the manual for you, and never even got a response. Yeah, um, this thing is a nightmare to take down. <laughs> like I have well, taken. At least, at, at least you know Buono won't try to steal it from you now. Oh yeah, no, he won't. Like he he will have like when I tell him. What happens and what you have to do, he will have no interest in this. <laughs> so, if if you've ever had one or if you've ever seen one, they're they're amazing to look at. They're amazing to work the action of. They're super fun, right? And one of the coolest things about them, other than the lever itself, is it's got like an AR-15 M16 safety on it. It's like click, click. You know, it's like this ball bearing spring-loaded thing. Right. Yep. It's really cool. Now, do you know how they make it do that? Not a clue. Okay. The mechanism inside that is basically there's a detent ring. The the safety is basically a tube, and it's got a detent ring on one of the ends, and it's got two divots or in, indentations, and inside those divots and indentations sits a ball bearing, 
And what pushes the ball bearing in is a spring. Okay? Fairly simple system. You see in a lot of stuff. Some of the town is sounding like it's not exactly simple to take apart, though. No. It is not. <laughs> not only is it not simple to take apart, it is a mother to get back in. So, I and I have taken my fair share of shotguns and rifles apart. Okay? I, I was like, you know what? It's a shotgun. How bad can it be? <laughs> An hour and a half later, I was texting Jake, like, how do you get this bastard apart? Did you ever have to remove the safety? Like, how does this work? You know? And, you know, it's like the middle of the night. Jake's like, I have no idea. (laughs) I I don't know. He responds the next morning, like, dude, I have no clue. And what it wound up. Hey, you're you're the genius when it comes to the mechanics of these things. I just, you know, know which ones make bigger holes. (laughs) So I finally figure it out, and I get the safety out of this gun. Now. The problem with that is I'm doing this in the living room while watching John Wick 3, okay? Oh, God. Now, <laughs> it's midnight. The girls are off. They're, they're, they've taken, uh, like, a little uh, mini vacation down to her sister's house. So I'm a bachelor alone with the dog. It's midnight. I'm on the, the living room coffee table disassembling this firearm. It's a happy day, right? I got a nice beer on the on the table everything is is well and from what i hear from the other cast the house was clean yes indeed it was um it smelled like gun oil but it did it was clean no 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 that's not a bad thing (laughs) you and me say that the the girls a different story so i finally get this the safety to pop out completely and the first thing i hear is bing 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 and i look down (laughs) And this, Where'd the ball bearing go? And the ball bearing is, uh, and I see the ball bearing because it's rattling loudly across the coffee table, and I'm like, okay, then where are the springs? Oh no, the only the only thing that'll shoot a ball bearing out of a pinhole like this is a fucking spring, and there's no spring to be found, like oh. none anywhere, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like. And and surely, right, this is a custom spring. Like, I'm not going to be able to just replace this. This is, it's, it's gone, you know. That would be far too easy. Yeah, no. So I have to find this. You know, so I've got my hobby hood and a flashlight taped to it on my <laughs> head, and I'm crawling on the carpet <laughs> Like, honey, I shrunk the kids, you know, like, like trying to find this tiny little steel spring, this blackened steel spring, because I'm what sure it's the carpet red. Uh, I, I did it on like a, uh, a Persian carpet. We have a Persian rug in our not a real one, but, you know, like the fake ones yeah. you get from Home Depot or some shit like that. Yeah, it's it's red and gold, right? Burgundy and gold. So it doesn't show up good on the red. Bur- and I'm sure it's on there. Right. And I'm sure it's on the carpet because it's 10 feet long. So I'm like, I, it it has to be here. Uh, like, it couldn't have just disappeared into nothing. And I have no idea where what direction it was, where it went or anything. So I'm just feeling around like this, like an idiot. Got a like, magnet? Yes, I do. And I started dragging one around after about 20 minutes. Nothing. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've I, I haven't even shot it. I haven't even fired it. And I ruined it. Right. I'm like, well, this is great. Like, let's see what it, let's just see what it does if 
I put it back together without the ball bearing the spring and the safety. Well, the safety just swags back and forth, right? And I'm like, oh, well, that's freaking helpful. Great. So I take it back all apart. I'm like, I have to find the spring. So I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I, I still haven't found it. To this day, I've not found it. So what'd you do? Um, well, the size, I measured the size with a micrometer, and I figured out that it was the exact same diameter as a ballpoint pen. Okay. So I grabbed one of the springs from a ballpoint pen, cut it, and shoved it in there, and it worked fine. Hey, miracles abound. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, this ought to, like, somebody ought to write something about this. <laughs> like, don't lose the spring. Because it comes out of there at a hell of a velocity, right? Like, we have yet to find it. I have forbidden anybody to vacuum the living room <laughs> until we find this spring. Well, does what you have work? Yeah, but at least thus far, I mean, it hasn't gone off. Like, I haven't shot the gun yet because, again, see, see 110 degrees. So I don't know if it, like, stays on fire or if, like, the gun going off causes this thing to go flip and <laughs> flip to save. Like, I have no idea. Um, so what I'm going to do, uh, so if, if this doesn't work is I'm going to drill out the back of, of the hole cause the hole goes all the way through the receiver. I'm going to drill out the back of the hole and then uh, make a stopper in there and, and get the right, you know, get the right spring load tension and everything. If, if, if that doesn't work and it, and it gets all squirrely, I'll, I'll fix it. I know how to fix it. It's just, it'll be ugly. Um, so I was like. All right, I still gotta find this freaking spring, <laughs> you know. And getting that spring in there was the the function of like thirty minutes, you know. I'm like, there's got to be an easy way to do this, but I don't know how. I don't know how to do that. So, it was nightmarish to say the least. Like getting this thing apart. Like I don't know if there's some trick to to doing this, but if you got to take the safety out of that gun, you know, may God and angels help you, you know, because it's it's nasty. It is really nasty. It, it almost like it didn't because you know it's a gun, but almost well, put I, me off and just sold it right there. Well, I I actually managed to get my father's Model Ten apart, blued, clean, back together, and it functions. And I think that's a miracle. <laughs> How'd that turn out, by the way? Uh, it turned out excellent. I mean, it, the, the one thing that, that you helped me with was um, the final appearance of it, which did actually came out quite nice. Uh, I was looking at it going, wow, it looks kind of dull, and apparently there's a uh, part that the bluing instructions left out, which was to oil the sucker when you're done. Yeah. Yeah, you really um, got to oil that stuff up pretty good. Well, actually, what I ended up finding was the... Uh, almost like the wet wipes, but they're of uh, rem oil. Yep. And just started rubbing the su- rubbing the hell out of the sucker, and then when I would pack it up at night, I would actually wrap one around it. Yeah, I mean, you really need to put the oil back in it, and and it'll look fine after that. Yeah. Oh, actually, it looks great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And but they don't tell you that. <laughs> they tell uh-huh. you how to get it black, but not how to get it back the way it should have been. You know. Um, and the hardest part about the whole thing was actually, as we've discussed before, finding ammo for it. Yeah. Because it's not, it's, it's a 38 Smith and Wesson. Yeah. Good luck with that. I mean, that was hard to find before the pandemic. Exactly. And, and as you pull down, like the, the pull down thing on the ammo sites going, you know, and it, you're, even though you're seeing sold out, 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 
you weren't even seeing 38 Smith and Wesson on the list. And yeah. It was kind of like shit. Yeah. So, nothing. Yeah. No, I, I managed to find a hundred rounds for him and I was happy. Uh, and, and fair play to you, sir, because that's <laughs> not like that is not the, the, the thing, right? Like a lot of people are having trouble finding ammunition. And of course, the rioting is not helping. Um, no, the, the 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 fact that people are shooting people in the midst of the riot in self defense and then going to jail for it. Yeah, there's there's long, all kinds long, of fun long, times. Long story on that one, and I'm not sure my opinion will be popular. <laughs> I don't think anybody's opinion is popular about anything nowadays. I mean, it's like no matter True. what, what kind of, and I'm pretty right up the middle politically, but but I don't think anybody's opinion is well, is lent uh, much weight at the moment. And, and really more than what it comes down to is not even whether or not people agree, but whether or not people can disagree without deciding that they hate the other person's guts. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've become very kind of clicky and tribal here recently. So it's it's to me that's not surprising. Bastard. It is sad. Uh yeah. But um I mean the the good news about this whole thing is seven and a half, twelve gauge is plentiful, and that is a happy time because that's mostly actually, what I, I shoot. Actually, but but even then, it, to the very, very, very mild political tent in this whole thing. One of the other nice thing about it is the fact that people are starting to look more and more and more at their abilities, rights to carry firearms. Um, I added something onto our Twitter today, which was basically a rundown on on the crime rates in Australia since they have banned firearms. So they managed to spend something in the nature of about 500 million pounds or whatever, the Australian dollars, whatever it is that they use over there. Um, sorry, if you're from Australia, I'm not trying to be offensive. Um, and Yeah, he is. Don't believe him, y'all. And managed to melt down something in the nature of 600,000 firearms. And all of their crime homicide rates have gone up dramatically, including home invasions while people are at home, uh, homicides, burglaries, uh, assaults, muggings, all of that has gone up. Because you can pretty much be assumed that you're victim is not going to be able to defend themselves. And the other part that they've actually figured out, which is what every gun person in the world has said would happen, and all of the gun control nuts have said, oh, but that's not the way it works, is all of the law-abiding people turned in their firearms, and the criminals... Held on to them. Violent, yeah. Held on to them. Yeah. So... I, <laughs> I hate to be this whole big, you know, I told you so. But I guess it's just kind of one of those things where you look at it and go, duh. Yeah. the And what's funny is, is, you know, when you think about it logically, and I was, I was messing with somebody the other day because they're emphatically anti-gun. And I get it. I mean, a lot of people have different views on that kind of thing. And, and they were, they were like, oh. I'm like, yeah, it's like we should make murder illegal. Just ban it entirely. <laughs> Just ban it. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, ban guns entirely. You know, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you you, you know, that's funny, right? And they're like, what? It's not funny. I'm like, murder is illegal. It's always been illegal. Like, people still do it anyway. That's different. I'm like, how is it different? <laughs> like, murder's always been illegal. Like, it's 
it's always been one of those like not supposed to do that even from like olden days like they they frown on that like as a rule generally i mean it, it was one of the you know big rules that were written down yeah they wrote it down in stone they wrote it down in books they wrote it i mean it's it's pretty much been like a kind of steady constant Uh, people frown on that societally speaking um it's always been against the law it's always been banned people still do it anyway right so just because you ban something doesn't mean it's not going to stop happening it also doesn't mean that that it will help the situation you know so just saying you don't like it and it's against the law doesn't change anything. All it does is change the punishment. That only helps after the fact, right? After you've been murdered. Like, I'm looking for something that will help me to not get murdered, right? That's that's what I'm looking for. That's that's where my zone is. That's where I, I, I count, like, helping, right? I don't care. Can you, can you make me one promise, though? What's that? When you do finally have to defend yourself that you're not doing it wearing khakis and a pink polo shirt and loafers on your front lawn rest assured it'll probably be in a star wars t-shirt and cargo shorts but yes no 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 see that's acceptable i can handle that my my brain doesn't fracture when i think about that you know a guy with star wars and shirt uh shirt and cargo pants is is something that my brain can accept a guy holding an ar-15 with his uh pink polo shirt tucked into his khaki pants yeah as though he's been sitting on the back deck having cocktails yeah mimosas and shit with his wife holding his uh, her 380 like a damn squirt gun or uh water bottle (laughs) squirt bottle um yeah the the spray bottle and and her holding it like a spray bottle bothered me way more than the guy because she's just holding it with her arm tucked in and her wrist kind of bent like a spray bottle and you're just like oh my god like lady please like you have your you know constitutional right to do what you're doing right now but please you're killing us you're (laughs) you're killing your father larry um, and I've and I've had people tell me I'm wrong, but every time I get a close up of that picture, I swear she's carrying a Taurus spectrum. I think you're right. Yeah. It, which which once again still Bob bag. Why do I have so much trouble with English? <laughs> I mean, it's the language I grew up speaking. Yeah, I only know two languages: English and bad English. You know, like that's it. <laughs> Uh, you know, apparently there's always been this disconnect between my brain and my mouth, but uh, it gets worse when I start actually trying to record things and speak properly. <laughs> God forbid I do public speaking. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to see uh, you up there. <laughs> oh, I've done it before, and I do the same thing I do now. I, my brain starts running at a different pace than my mouth. and then <laughs> Your brain's I, like, say this! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brain. Yeah. Uh, so I still find it's you know baffling to me that the guy's got this really nice expensive M16 in his arms and he's given his wife a $150 380. Well, you know, I I liken it to this. Like you ever been at the sporting goods store and you want something really nice and and just to appease your wife she gets like the the I call it the consolation I'm sorry prize. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but yes. You know, like everybody's done it. Like, oh, no, no, baby, I'll buy you those T-shirts. You know, I'll buy well, you that hat. Well, and, he, and here's the part. And I'm sure this is something that you've learned as well. Um, I am 46 years old. I have been with the same person for 20 years. And though I used to do the consolation prize, primarily with things like cell phones. Sure. Um, 
I suddenly at some point, probably about 15, 10 years ago, somewhere in that nature, figured out that it was actually a whole lot easier on yourself if you didn't do that. That if you actually gave her the nice one and then even then gave it to her first. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. You could get the nice one for yourself and it wouldn't turn into the, well, how, how come you got that one? Yeah, I do that with cars. <laughs> Uh, like I'll get her like, baby, like when I'm, when I'm a year out, uh, like, okay, I'm going to need to get a new car in a year. I need to figure this out. So there's going to be no complaining about whatever I want to get. So I'll start with her first. Like, yes, babe, I think it's time we, we got you a new vehicle. (gasps) Really? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. That thing's getting worn out. You know, we paid it off like a year ago. and, And don't you think, don't you think it's time, babe? I do think it's time. All right, let's figure this out. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a lot easier. And then next year when you're like, oh man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <gasps> you should get a new car. I should get a new car, shouldn't I? That's right. You just got a new car. I guess I guess I'll I'll go out and get some. I'll go I'll, I'll go get some. Uh, you know, maybe maybe something used or, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, last time I did that, I came back with a Mercedes. She didn't say a damn word. It was great. <laughs> It's great. Uh, yeah, last time I did that, I went out with the idea of getting my wife a new car and me a used POS, and ended up working out with two brand new cars, and she happy as a clam. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Yay!" <laughs> exactly. And I, I figured out that as long as hers is physically bigger than mine, she could care less what I get. It's weird. It's it's like a size thing matters with her, and I'm like. <laughs> Really? Really? That's she gets a truck and I get whatever the hell it is uh, that's smaller than that, right? <laughs> like it's, just make sure she's got a bigger truck. Yeah, and make sure. Yeah, got. exactly. Like I got her a Hemi Ram. Here you go. Here you go, babe. That's what you need. I mean, if you've got to do the double diesel F three fifty for her, go for it. Yeah. Look, if that's what you look, I'm just trying to make you happy, babe. That's all we're trying to do here. You know. <laughs> so. So with, with with I find it works with firearms too. Only only shotguns, she has zero interest in those. So when they come in the house, I just bring them in in an older bag that I know yes. she's seen before. Uh-huh. And she'll go, "What gun is that? Oh, it's this one. Oh, yeah. it's just a Remington, or it's just uh, it's this one. Do you don't remember this one?" And I'll proceed to like tell her all about. It. She goes, "Stop, stop. I don't want to hear this. I don't care." Like, I don't need to hear about these guns that every time you bring them in the house, just bring them in the house, you know, and it just I I would over explain how excited I was about this gun and why it was exciting and all that kind of stuff. And just like follow her around the kitchen or wherever she was showing her features of whatever it is and why she should remember this new gun that she's never seen before. Um, and after a while, it just works. And she's just like, please stop talking. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have any problem with that, right? <laughs> like, insta-gun, right? Uh, pistol's not the same way. She knows what those look like, and she knows how many I have. Because I don't have a lot of them. I have, like, three. Uh-huh. And, like, what is that? Well, that's nice. Let me see that. That's new, isn't it? I don't remember this. I don't remember this, you know. <laughs> is that a Walther? That's nice. I like that. That's my gun now, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to use that. How much did you pay for this? Like, 50 bucks, right? No, not 50 bucks, you know. It's a Walther. What, what the hell? You know? Uh, yeah. 
any any automatic pistol, I got to be very careful because she'll steal it. Uh, the like the Bursa, she hated it because she was all blingy and gold, and I'm like, ha sweet, you know. The Derringer, she hated it. And of course, so do I, but I use it all the time. Um, the you know, like it has to be that, otherwise she'll take it. Right? Cause she loves automatic handguns, but shotguns, oh, I can bring those in. I got a system for that now. She, didn't even, she doesn't even bat an eye. It's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right now, if you, the way back in my car has a little com, uh, compartment in the back of it that that's underneath like the floor mat. Oh, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Might as well. Uh, yeah. If you, if, if you open that, you'll find all the boxes that a lot of my <laughs> firearms that went into the <laughs> backpack to come in the house were in. Now see what you ought to do. Oh, babe, it's, I'm just taking it home from the store so they don't get robbed. You know, uh, it's, I don't. <laughs> You know, so you've heard of these stores getting robbed before. I'm just, I'm just bringing. Our store got robbed. Yeah, it's like, look, we gotta, we gotta get this together so that they don't get robbed. So I'm just doing my part, babe. I mean, I, I who knows when this will be over? I, I don't know, but I'm trying to help out. I'm trying to be a good dude. I'm, you know, I know, I know, we don't want to take up space in the house for them, so I'm just leaving them in the car. It's fine. <laughs> you know, it's just gotta roll into that. So, oh yeah, oh okay. You know. <laughs> This is a man who's had too many guns. Like, I, I know... No, I'm very lucky in that Shannon, honest to God, probably wouldn't care. Like, she wouldn't... She really wouldn't care if I brought home a thousand guns. It's just... Yeah, see, see I, that, that, I'd have a problem with that. As it is, I think if another box of ammunition shows up on our front door, that I, I, she might use one of them on. <laughs> now, the only time I do get in trouble sort of like that is if I leave, quote-unquote, gun projects around the house like there there was a point during the pandemic when she was going to work because she was uh, essential personnel of course she was in security and, and all that stuff and um i was home with the girls all day so during the pandemic you're not working as much you're you're doing some stuff and you're home all the time so i had a gun project on the coffee table and i had a gun project on the dining room table and i had a gun project on the kitchen bar and I had a gun project just gun pieces in various states of solvent and cleaning and apart and different things and various states of dress and everything. Just and all she took over. exception to that? She did take exception to that. That she took exception to. And she said the, the, the gun smelled, or the house smelled like the inside of my parts cabinet. So I was like... Mm. And just out of curiosity, going back to the whole clean house thing, you know, this didn't come back up when you talked about her clutter, or are we just smarter than that? No, no. <laughs> that, that would... Um, because she doesn't ever want to bring up that topic because, like, 99 times out of 100, it ain't me who's jumped well, up the and, house. And, and, that, and that's why I meant whether or not we were smarter. Yeah, <laughs> she she would never actively bring up that topic because she's going to lose. So so that would oh, no, never I, come I up. I meant whether or not you brought it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I'll uh, – that takes nothing because I will clean them up at the end of the day, right? <laughs> that is not the case with her. <laughs> There are there are messes that that roam for months in corners, that just stagnate there until I get the get the the wild hair to go throw it all away or something like that. But yeah, um, the other thing well, is she knows that the gun projects normally bring money and I do get paid for them and we enough. we kind of augmented our income during the tough times with gun money, yep. um, several thousand dollars worth, and it made a difference when we really needed it. So she really hasn't said anything about it. 
Well, the the thing that comes around in here is the fact that uh, because my wife doesn't come from what I guess what we would prefer to as a gun culture, um, she worries about the numbers of things that I have, which you know somewhat understandable. Sure, I get them because they're fun and I like collecting them and stuff of that nature. She's also heard a couple of me going off into a couple of my rants as far as you know worried about you know, ongoing violence and stuff of that nature. And she's rightly so decided that I'm paranoid. And well, she's... yeah, but it's the time <laughs> the point. And, and then it even goes a little bit farther. She's, you know, and you've heard it before. We've discussed it here before. Heard my rant about the fact that the aliens are coming. Sure. Sure. Um, so when you put all that together, it doesn't look great, but <laughs> no, no, exactly. So, so that's really where, where she's coming from, which is understandable that she's just kind of worried that I'm losing it. Um, I'm not saying she's wrong, but at the same time, that's what her worry is. Um, now, that being said, I recently made a comment that I thought that ancient aliens was uh, more journalistic integrity than most news stations these days. And somebody took exception to that. But, uh, You're not wrong there either, okay? <laughs> I mean, have you, have you watched CNN again, recently? <laughs> but then again, she also has watched me uh, sitting there watching, binge-watching Ancient Aliens and going, please tell me you don't believe this shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends on which direction you're coming from from that. <laughs> So, so, so that's kind of where it's coming from in, in, in my house, the, this, the little bit of resistance that I get. Now, at the same time, these days when I tell her, uh, hey, I've got an afternoon free, I'm going to go work at the gun store, um, she actually looks at me and goes, you know what? You are so much happier when you come home from there. Have a wonderful time. That's, that's at least reasonably normal. Yes, please go engage in that normal activity where <laughs> yes. you're with other people. <laughs> And talking about things that actually exist. Please, please, go there. <laughs> you don't think I've gone on my aliens rant at the store? Oh, yeah, but there you're among friends, you know. <laughs> and we're going to shoot them when they get here, you know. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's you're among friends there. Um, but, I mean, it it's fine. I mean, the, <laughs> and there are, there are very, very anti-2A people out there still. Right. Yes. They're still out there, but there's a heck of a lot less of them, I think, than well, and, and than it's, there I used think that's kind of where we were going before is that is more and more people are actually owning firearms and then starting to realize that they might actually need or want them to protect themselves, uh, just because of some of the things that are going on, and then actually looking at. I think the example is is the mayor of Chicago who goes on a rant blaming everyone else for having firearms and bringing firearms into the city and then asking whether or not she has firearms in her home, answering yes and saying well, the damn, she has a damn right to protect her home if she needs to. It's kind of like, what are we missing? Yeah. All, um, actually, all of us have that. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, it, so, but but that being said, as people are starting to realize, we're, it's not it's not a it's not a, um, English failed me again. It, it's not an abstract for them anymore. Right. It's not one of those things where they're looking at going, oh, this is something that would happen to somebody else. Somebody else's things that they've spent money on and choose to enjoy and have or feel that they need um, that somebody was going to take them away from them. It's now they're going to take mine. Yeah. That's very different. 
Yes, very much so. And so you're so you're finding more and more people are starting to come around to that. Uh, I know at the gun store we've had a uh, a, a bit of a push trying to uh, make sure people have websites and information, and we throw it into every bag that people go out on which of the local politicians are pro and which ones are against the Second Amendment, uh, is because it is as much of a local issue as it is a federal one, and yeah. sometimes in some places even more so. Uh, and people are being receptive to the thought uh, because, once again, the, the statements made of is, quite frankly, if certain people had won last year or last election, these things that you're thinking that you need and want for yourself would not be available to you. At least that was their platform, you know. Exactly. And 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 it's just weird. It's it's the the time is weird, and and I never thought like when we first started this podcast, like it would it would swing the way it has. Um, like all the all the stuff that made you kind of a weird conspiracy theory and and kind of the the gun nut that that everybody knew. Um, a year ago is it's not as far-fetched it, it's not near as far-fetched especially since a lot of those scenarios has actually freaking happened and the the shock of of what is actually going on both in the marketplace and in the landscape of people actively uh, uh, walking around with with these firearms, both in their homes and and out and about, it is it is a very very different landscape than it was a year ago. And what's fascinating to me is how quickly that turns, and and the I guess effects on the rest of us for it. And and we've well, talked well, about it a ton, you know. Well, and the part I'm actually at this point finding curious, and I've made little quips about it here and there, and it's the part I'm actually interested in seeing, and we're not actually going to see it for a little while. And, uh, you know, whichever side you fall on who wins the next election is actually going to have some bearing on this. Uh, but the what you're seeing is there's more and more people who are using firearms in which to defend themselves who are then turning around and being prosecuted for doing so. Right. Um, and even in places where they are supposedly every bit legally capable of doing so. Yeah. So so that what I'm finding curious is the precedents that are about to be set. Uh, and they are about to be set. There's about to be a whole lot of legal precedents set as to whether or not you are capable of, de of defending yourself, your home, your property, or whether or not um, you're supposed to just come in, let somebody take whatever they want and do whatever they want to you and worry about with the police later. Um, I, and I don't know where that's going to go. I know where my personal thoughts in on those things should be, but um, it's kind of interesting to see whether or not the rest of the world agrees with me. It's also interesting. It will be interesting to find out where people are willing to draw that line because I don't think there's, there's a certain group growing in number uh, who will not, who would take, even if they knew, they knew they were going to be prosecuted and thrown in jail for defending their family in their own damn home. I bet you, because I'm one of these, I bet yeah. you there is a large, significant portion of the United States who would just say, I'll take the hit. I'll take it. I'll go to jail for my family. Oh, I, and, and I'm right with you. I mean, that's that's kind of where I am is uh, it. If it means that I have to spend the rest of my life in prison for my family to be able to go on living theirs, I would pay that in a heartbeat without thinking twice. Yeah. 
It's like, know. yeah, okay. And not feel bad about it. Be like, yo, oh, no. I did that. Uh, no, and I would be the guy standing up in court going, these people came into my home wanting to harm myself, my family, my wife, my daughter, my dog. Um, you can decide which one of those is most important. Um, it, it, and take things from my home. And I chose to stop that from happening. If you, if that means that I belong in prison, then put me there. Yeah. Then, A, this is not the country I thought I lived in. And, B, then I guess that's what's going to happen because I'd do it again. Are You ask if I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry it happened. But I'm not sorry I did it. And yeah. I think that's going to fall under a lot of people, whether they're prosecuted or not. And that will eventually lead to some very uncomfortable conversations to, with the people who are prosecuting them. But I think it will be several years before that happens. Um, yes. And, and, and the other thing that's also coming down to it is a lot of it is turning around to seeing what happens to me. Yeah. Uh, you see, you see it a lot with even the people who are doing a lot of the protesting at the moment is they choose to be violent. But when somebody chooses to be violent in return, it's, oh, my God, now it's happening to me. And now it's a bad thing. Right. Uh, and, and it's just that's just an unfortunate fact that we actually have to, that everything has to come down to how does it affect me well yeah the the level of empathy uh about certain subjects is close to nil uh there's 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 a lot of uh, especially when you get firearms involved there's a lot of charged uh opinion about it and a lot of misunderstanding on what exactly is happening and what can be happening and what you're allowed and not allowed to do so there's uh, again education is key and honestly you know common sense which there's not a lot of right now i fully acknowledge that but common sense would dictate that this is not something that a lot of people have thought about and they really should because it's happening right now a lot of those oh, worst yeah. case scenarios are are happening we have examples multiple examples of them happening so many right now uh that Largely, the uh, we'll say it one side leaning news media is suppressing a lot of it because there's just so many of them, and it's it's getting to be where it's gonna not be able to be ignored, and that's the part that I will find interesting when people start figuring that out both ways, right? Yeah. Um. And. Uh, I mean, we have we have limited. I mean, we could talk about that for the next six years and probably not come out the other side. Just with the stuff that we've had that happened in the last couple of months. So, yes, it is. It is a continuing thing, but get your whole get a hold of some firearms, <laughs> get a hold oh, of some ammunition oh. and some education. Oh, and and the, and the other part about it is is go have some fun with it. God, yeah, they are super I, I, fun. And that's and that's actually a lot of times that that conversation that I've had many 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 times with the people who come into the store is um, that it is in fact something that can be fun. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be um, morose and or even like where I get accused of being paranoid. It doesn't have to be all of that. This literally can just be something that is fun. Yeah, I've uh, I can't tell you how many people who, when the weather gets a little bit better, want to come out and and just bust clays out with me, yeah. just in a field, just just roll shells through a gun, whether they hit anything or not, or whether they're learning to shoot or not. They just think it'd be fun, and they're absolutely right. It's gonna be. Yeah. So I, I I cannot imagine how 
how well that's going to go uh, in in the future with all these new gun owners and everything. Because you know they're not going to want to turn them loose. And that's fine. That's what you're supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to work. So I look forward to it. I really do. Uh, there's there's a lot of things going on right now, and a lot of people have kind of lost their minds uh, on both ends of this stuff. And I really hope... You could put it that way. Yeah, I really hope we can kind of get back to some kind of state where we're calmly talking about things again. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 you mean sanity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's That'd be a good word for it. Yeah. Uh, until then, I have a 12-gauge with some very heavy uh, loads in it. <laughs> and uh, a 44 Magnum rifle, lever-action rifle, ready to go. Uh, so when the mob does come for me, I will take 15 or 20 of them down before I go. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you, you, you'll have them walking across the pearly gates with you. Going, told you so. Yeah, they're gonna have to pay four to one for me. You know, <laughs> like we're we're gonna we're gonna make this work, right? Like, I mean, maybe even ten to one. I'm gonna make sure I go down as like take as many with me as I can. If that if it comes into my yard, it's gonna be bad. But um. You know, I fully acknowledge that they may take the house, but it ain't going to be without rounds going off. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You got anything else, sir? I actually do not. Right on. We'll I, I mean, I mean, we we did end with, end with a political rant, which I know we try not to do, but every once in a while we fall into it. Yeah. It's usually my fault. You um, know, it's uh, you know, those are the times. Those are the times right now. Well, world's an interesting place, and let's just hope we can all get around in it. Damn right. Y'all have a safe week. Buy some guns, buy some ammunition, get some education. We will see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, Check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.